Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Now, some of you may know that I traded smart money concepts for a long period of time. And don't worry, I'm not doing another video on smart money concepts. But what I did want to discuss is something that quite a few people surprisingly get wrong. And after having uh, a chat with uh, one of my trading friends who has been trading for a number of years, I realized that he draws out supply and uh, demand zones completely different to how I draw out supply and demand zones. And we have even a slightly different understanding. And... What he explained to me definitely furthered what I was talking about and my understanding of it. But after we had a chat, he's come back and then gone, okay, I'm actually doing this completely different. Your way makes more sense, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's not to hype myself up. That's just to say, actually, there's people out there that might need to know this. There's people out there that might want to start trading smart money concepts, or you're even talking about order blocks, you're looking for counter trend trades. Whatever you're doing in that case, you're probably looking at supply and demand zones in some form or another. So if you're a beginner or you already use this, I'd probably say stick around because if you are like my trading partner, for example, even he could benefit something from what I have been talking about. Because the difference is being between him and I is that I talk to a lot of people, I teach a lot of people. So you guys also teach me at the same time. Big wealth of knowledge. So let's get stuck into it and really get down and dirty. So right off the bat, let's get a definition down for what supply and demand zones are. So they are areas on a price chart where there is significant amounts of buying or selling pressure. These zones represent areas where the market is likely to reverse or continue in the same direction. The basic principle of supply and demand being that, you know, it's zone trading. You buy at demand zones and you sell at supply zones. Pretty simple, right? And the first step in a supply and demand zone is to identify these zones on a price chart. Now, if we go with demand zones first, they are areas where there's significant amount of buying pressure resulting in a price increase. These zones can be identified as areas where price has bounced off a certain level multiple times or where there is a clear uptrend, right? Really easy there. So if we are in a clear uptrend and then we see it maybe consolidate for a small period of time and it's bouncing off a certain area, I would be looking at that and go, hey, that looks like a buy zone. It's just like, like a runner, right? It's done its big move to the upside. It just needs a little bit of a breath, breathe in and out, and then continue to go. Obviously, runners don't stop, but breathing's very important. And like the market, and like runners, market needs to breathe and just have a second. So that would be a zone that I would be looking at where I need to look at it and possibly hop in and then go for my buy. You can be doing this by drawing support and resistance lines out, for example, or you could be looking at double bottoms or dub triple bottoms, for example, even quadruple bottoms. If you're seeing it bounce off the same place multiple times, obviously the support there, I'm probably looking for a buy. Really simple. That's a demand zone. In terms of supply zones, 
These are areas where there's significant amounts of selling pressure, resulting in a price decrease. So these zones could be identified as areas where prices dropped off a certain level multiple times, or there is a clear downtrend. You will usually see these when a new higher high has been formed. For example, you see that higher high, hits a top part, might come down, tries to come back, and then you see, just like we saw before in demand zones, a double top, or maybe a triple top. And then you go, okay, I'm expecting the pullback for it to fall back down. Or again, you're really looking at the tops. There's not really an area where you're gonna go, okay, I'm gonna now enter this. Because if the market is going down and then it hits some sort of resistance, well, it's gonna be support, which is gonna give you a fake entry, uh, if that makes sense. So when you are going up and you go and you stop, relatively, it's gonna be fine because you'll start bouncing off a bottom and then continue going up. But the funny thing is when you are going down and say you do a big candlestick and it starts to consolidate, it's not really forming double tops. You might be forming double bottoms, triple bottoms instead. So when you are looking for these supply zones, Hot take, I know, um, but always try and be looking for the tops when a new high has been formed. That's what you really want to look out for rather than continuing a trend for this. A lot better for buys, a lot harder to do for sells. All right, so that's how we're going to identify them. And once we have identified these zones, you as a trader can use them to obviously enter or exit trades. For example, when we have identified a demand zone, you as a trader can enter a long position in anticipation of that price increase that we we're talking about before and vice versa. If we see that top, we see a supply zone, we see a triple top, for example, a double top, let's go in for a sell. I'll put my stop losses above the wicks on this double or triple top and then I'll go in maybe for a one to two, a one to three. So that's, that's how I would do that right there. So what we can also do is talk about the benefits of supply and demand zone trading. And it is that it provides a clear and objective way to enter and exit trades. By identifying these zones, which is quite easy, traders can make informed decisions about whether to enter or exit trades. And you can potentially avoid emotional trading decisions, which is a massive benefit. It's always a massive benefit to avoid emotions, as you know here. If I've just said to you, hey, only hop in for sales when you're seeing double, triple tops once you've formed a new high, there you go. You're not looking for any sales and any really other opportunities. If you see that, hey, I'm hopping in. Buy's a little bit different. We could be saying, okay, we find a double bottom, triple bottom, I wanna hop in. Obviously, the more bottoms that there are, the stronger the chance it is gonna come up. Usually when you have a double bottom, you're probably gonna have a double top as well, which can be misleading, but I would be going with whatever has the most bottoms or tops. In that instance, if there's four tops but only three bottoms, I wouldn't be going in for a buy. Hopefully that makes sense for you. So by using these rules, you can just really take out emotional trading because it's so dead simple to be looking at that, right? Really, really easy there. Another benefit of this supply and demand zone trading is that it can be used in conjunction with other strategies. As I was saying, if you are a smart money concept trader, this is really good for you. Because when you identify these zones, you can identify where the banks are moving into. 
If you learn a bit more about institutional candlesticks, for example, and you can see deploy, uh, sorry, demand and supply zones, that's really gonna elevate it. I'd also include maybe something like the awesome oscillator, where it's gonna show you the momentum of the market, show you what orders are going in. You find a demand zone, you see an institutional candlestick being printed out, and you see that, hey, the awesome oscillator is saying, uh, the, the momentum is in your favor, I'd be going for a buy. And then obviously vice versa, if you're going in for a sell as well. So that's really easy. So it's, it's really good for price action analysis or you know using technical indicators as I just said. But really you like to use these with uh, in terms of smart money concepts, which I know a lot of you listeners do, um, uh, how shall I put this? Uh, trade within. You trade within the rules of smart money concepts, right? So that's pretty easy. However, you know, always we talk about the drawbacks here. We want the whole picture. We don't BS in Forex. One of the biggest drawbacks is that it can be difficult to accurately identify these zones. As I said, even my trading partner, his way of identifying it was a little bit more skewed than me. I've said before, hey, you probably don't want to go into continuation patterns with going in for sells, you'd only want to do that for buys, right? Really good. And it's hard to identify where the low is actually going to be for a buy, right? Where that low is actually going to be. Is it going to continue to drop down? Is it going to continue to go up? Really easy to identify where higher highs are or the we've broken above a new high, which I'm saying that's when you want to do it, when you've broken in the break of structure, when you broke that break of structure, I should say, um, you see that happen. That's really easy to identify for a sell. Bit harder to identify at the bottom. That's why I was saying you probably want to look for an institutional candlestick. You probably want to use an awesome oscillator with it. You can't use it by itself. Does it help you out with other things, other strategies in conjunction? Definitely does. And additionally, supply and demand zone trading may not be effective in all market conditions. This is true of basically anything but during periods of high volatility, the market has a proclivity to never respect these zones and just say no. So if you do see a lot of volatility, if you see news coming up, you see that the market's just really pumping one way or the other, I would just be staying out of it. It's not going to be beneficial for you to be hopping in there. So yeah, this is a very popular strategy. It is used by so many people. As I said, I've got a bit of different take on it, how I identify them, that I don't go for continuation patterns on sales, that I do use another indicator with it, and I'm looking for institutional candlesticks, for example. Don't trade in high volatility. I do all these different things, right? To make sure that when I do use supply and demand zones, that I've got all my tools sorted and I'm ready. So do use it. Do a bit of your own research, but also at the same time, make sure that you are using it in conjunction with other strategies, other indicators. Otherwise, you will not be having a fun time. Anyway, guys, that is it from me today. Have a wonderful, safe week, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.